Have you ever wondered how you could add recurring marketing services to your business so that beyond just doing website design, you could actually start to serve clients at a higher level and when they ask for those additional services that you offer, you can start to tell them yes. Well, in this episode of the podcast, we're going to go all into that, talk about whether or not you even have to do this or, or want to do this, and assuming you do, figure out where to get started with offering recurring marketing services in your business. If this is your first time here, I'm Steve Schramm. This is the Subscription Web Design Podcast, and so let's dive in to this topic. All right, the first thing I want to say is that if you're a web designer and you have no interest in marketing services, in offering SEO, email marketing, podcast production, content like blog production, social media marketing. You do not have to do this. And if that's you and you don't want to do this, there are lots of other services that you could offer. But that, my friends, is a different podcast episode. So if you just have zero interest at all in adding recurring marketing services to your business, feel free to delete this one, skip this episode, and move on to the next one. But for the rest of you, if you realize the power of this and you understand that you can get more wallet share from the same customer by adding marketing services to your business in various different ways, then keep on listening because in this episode, I want to talk about how we did that and how you can do it too and how it can really bump up the bottom line for your business. Now, notice, first of all here, that, that we are talking about recurring revenue marketing services. Not that I mind getting little bumps of income here and there, but you guys know I'm the subscription guy. It's my middle name. And so I want, I want, I want customers, I want clients to subscribe to us, to subscribe to our services. And that includes those marketing services. So when we offer email, when we offer SEO, when we offer blogging, These are all services that we place into the context of a subscription recurring program that we can then add to a customer's monthly invoice, take away as necessary. You know, not all clients keep on with certain marketing strategies and they want to turn things off and turn things on. And so we keep everything as separate line items and sometimes we'll even bill it entirely separately on a separate invoice. But we can add and take away these services as we go. So if you don't want to offer this, you don't have to. If you do, then the first thing you need to decide is what do you want to offer? What do you want to offer? Okay. Now, when we, when we think about that, what do we want to offer? You have a couple things you can, you can, you know, a couple directions you can go. You could think about what your clients have asked you for. Now, by the way, this is what I recommend. I recommend Starting with things that you know that clients have said to you before, but you have said, well, we don't really do that, or we don't really know anybody who does that right now. We don't have any plans to offer that in the future. You know, let me refer you to this guy, or you'll have to go find somebody else. If you've got customers asking for ways that they can spend money with you, then you should at least consider starting there. Because the hardest thing to do in business is to convince somebody that they need a thing. So I don't recommend starting with something that you just want to do and then trying to offer it to people and let them know that you have it available. Now, can you do that? Of course. 
Of course you can do that. But I would really consider starting with the with the items that you know customers have asked you for in the past and that you feel you have a reasonable degree of confidence you can deliver on. Now, if you can't deliver on it, then the question becomes, can you hire somebody or work with a fulfillment partner who actually could fulfill on these services for you and then you can um, work with them in that way. And if you don't know what I'm talking about there, we've got a couple episodes now. The interview that I did with Christian um, a few weeks ago is out there and we talk about this idea of hiring out. I think I did a whole episode, if I remember correctly, on how to use fulfillment partners to scale your business without having to hire full-time employees. So go back and check that episode out as well. But think about that. How do you want to offer the service? Do you want to learn how to do it yourself? Do you want to hire on a team member? Do you want to work white label with somebody? Do you want to bring in a partner for that service? Do you want to use a fulfillment partner? Okay. These are all different ways of accomplishing the same thing. It's not one-to-one. There's not one path. And I think that's great because it means there are options for everybody. For me, I have gone through different phases with one service. For example, I started out offering a blogging service through a fulfillment partner. And eventually, I moved away from that fulfillment partner to somebody internally on my team. It made more financial sense and it's a better result. The person who does the writing on my team is better than the result that I was actually getting from my fulfillment partner. So it was a win-win and we moved from one to the next. But think about how you want to start. Do you want to start by trying to find somebody that you have to train or do you want to start by trying to learn yourself or do you want to start by hiring out somebody who's already done it and already doing it for clients and they can work with you in that capacity even though it might cost you a little bit more. So these are the kind of things you're going to have to think through. For me, I'll just tell you what I recommend. As a business owner, when you start to make these sorts of decisions about about how to scale your business, as a business owner, it is in your best interest, in my humble opinion, to remove yourself as much as possible from any of the fulfillment work, even at the highest levels. If you're trying to scale, then you need to be somebody who's thinking about business-level decisions. Marketing your business, advertising your business, creating connections in your business, getting leads for your business, thinking about the financial strategies and the price strategies of your business, okay? Working on that. For you, the product is your business. For your team, the product is the client work, okay? That, or let me just make it even more clear, for, your, for you, the product is your business. For your team, the product is your client's business. Do you see that subtle, um, do you see that subtle difference there? Okay. Your business is your product. Your client's business is your team's product. That's how you start thinking about things when you scale. So if you're looking at scaling up uh, through adding recurring marketing services, Again, I would recommend hiring that work out and then just charging enough. You've got a clean slate to work with here. Charging enough to cover the overhead for each individual project. It makes so much more sense than trying to learn how to do everything yourself. And this is how you can start to make that jump from uh, merely being a technician who owns a business to actually being 
an entrepreneur. So those are the first few things to think through. Number one, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. Number two, if you do want to do it, decide what you're going to offer and start by looking at the client, um, you know, the things that, that current clients have asked for. And then number three, think about how do you want to offer it? Do you want to offer it by yourself or with team members or fulfillment partners or white label partners, etc.? All right, the next thing that you're going to think through is what is the journey that you want to lead clients through? This is hugely underrated. If you hear what I'm telling you, it will make a gigantic difference in your business. All right. In business, there is a, a, a term called a commodity. And if you've never heard that before, basically a commodity just means that it's something that is widely available from a variety of different providers. And usually because it's it's sort of a, a base assumption that one provider or one product is just as good as another product or service, you know, all things being equal, they've got good reviews. It looks like they do the same things. The team members all have the same amount of combined experiment or uh, experience, excuse me. So all things being equal, the only difference between any two products or any two services is price. And so in a commoditized market, in a commoditized business, it is a price race to the bottom. If somebody thinks that they can pay $5 over here and get the same result as paying $10 over here, then most of the time they're going to choose five. So you need to think of however many things you can to differentiate you in their mind from the other service providers. And one way that you're going to do this, in fact, a huge way that you're going to do this is by crafting a journey, okay? A, a journey that you want to lead each and every client through such that when a, a new client comes into your business, they don't just sign up for website design. They sign up for the first step in your process, the first step in your journey. And in your sales conversations, you can you can preframe this, okay? You can let them know. Hey, look, we're not interested in just one and done, you know, taking your money, building a website, and then and then going. No, we want to work with you for the long term. And in fact, we have numerous different products and services available to help you do that. And they're in the context of this journey. And then you map out the journey for them. Now, me, I like to have uh, acrostics, right? I like to have something that I can point to. In North Mac Services, uh, the acrostic is Crest, okay? It's a conversion-based website, review and reputation management, email marketing, SEO-optimized blogs, and then tracking and testing. Crest. That's the journey that when a new client comes in, we start them at wherever makes sense for them, but then we fill in the puzzle with the rest of those pieces. And you'd be surprised how big it can separate you from the other competition when you have an actual strategic journey with logic behind it that you're walking people down. Even if the agency down the road offers the same services, they haven't contextualized it in a customer journey. Okay, they've simply said, here's our smorgasbord of services. What do you want? And we can help you with that. Okay, but there's no larger strategy behind it. And adding that larger strategy is going to differentiate you big time from the rest of the competition. So the next question is, well, what should your pricing look like for this? 
What should your pricing look like? Well, this is going to be all over the board. It depends on where you are. It depends on what services you're offering. Um, it depends on the how you decided on earlier. How are you going to work You know, with people? Are you going to do the work? Are you going to do a fulfillment partner, et cetera? Um, the best thing I can do for you here is, is give you a minimum baseline, okay? You want to make that 50% profit margin on everything. What does that mean? Okay, that means that whatever you pay to have the work done, you want to make that same amount as well. Whatever you pay to have the work done, you want to make that same amount as well. So if you have to pay $50 to somebody to fulfill on a service that month for a client, then you better charge 100 so that you make 50 as well. Your service provider makes 50, your sub and you make 50. That's sort of a minimum baseline that works in most situations when we're talking about this kind of business. I like to be striving for that. In certain contexts and situations, I can be a little flexible on that number, but for the most part, that's how I'm going to try to make it work out, okay? And so you need to think about that when you're hiring a fulfillment partner. If it costs you $500 a month to get this blogging work done for a particular client of yours, then you best charge 1000 so that you make 500 and your fulfillment partner makes 500. And depending on the value that you uh, and and the larger context of your business brings to the table, you could even charge more than that. Okay, I'm just giving you sort of a minimum. Pricing wise, if you're making um, exactly the same amount that whoever you're paying is making, that's a good place to start. Again, I'd like it to be higher, but that's a good uh, sort of minimum place to start. All right, so we've talked about a lot, all right? We've talked about you don't have to do this. We talked about what do you want to do. We talked about how do you want to do it. We talked about bringing your clients through a journey. We talked about what should your, what should your pricing look like. Again, that, that minimum 50% profit margin. Okay, two more quick things. Number one, keep your clients in the know, okay? Keep your clients in the know. Your clients are not aware of most of what you do. Uh, there's a stat, I'm sure this is just totally made up, but it, it, the general point, is is sound 90 percent of your people don't see 90 percent of what you do now you don't have that context because you see everything that you do 90 percent of your customers don't see 90 percent of the marketing and promotion and everything that you do they're just blind to it they miss it in an email they didn't see your social media post etc you can't assume that clients know something just because you have said it what you feel like is enough whatever enough means okay you need to do more you can never um, give your clients too much information in that regard because they won't know. I talk about SEO and all that all the time, and every now and then I'll still get clients who come to me and say, hey, so-and-so offered to do an SEO report on my website, and I said yes, and so here's the report. Can you fix these things? And I'm like, why? <laughs> you know, why, why did you have so-and-so do SEO report? Why? Well, because they landed in my client's inbox and I didn't at the right time. You see, it's my fault, not theirs. So we need to be constantly educating clients, having calls with clients, emailing clients, posting on social quite a bit, doing these things to make sure that our clients are always aware of the services that we offer in case they need them and in case people that they could refer us to need them. And then the final thing I would say as you get started thinking about adding these recurring services to your business is don't get overwhelmed. Start small. If you don't have the full journey mapped out, that's fine. In fact, I would encourage you to map the journey out well before you have the services ready to go. You can start talking about it. You can start learning more about it. You can start recruiting. But if you have the journey of where you want to go most of the way mapped out, 
And then you can start promoting that and say, hey, look, we have this next service available and ready to go. We don't have these other services available and ready to go yet, but this we do. Okay. So if you just want to add review and reputation management services to your business, you can. And maybe just have in mind that you are going to offer SEO. You're going to offer email marketing. You're, you're going to offer social media posting and those things later down the road. But get started where you feel comfortable and uh, don't get overwhelmed with it. I will say it's very exciting. It is great to be able to add these additional layers of revenue to your business. And it's made a big difference in our life and in our family. And I know it can do the same for you. If you'd love to talk more about this with us in our group coaching program, then please come hang out. Go to subscriptionwebdesign.com and you can learn all about how to get signed up there. And I'll be excited to work with you. All right, you guys take care. See you in the next episode. Hey there, it's Steve. And I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the show. You know, one of the biggest questions that I get is, okay, Steve, I'm excited. I love this idea of subscription web design, but I have no clue where to get started. If that's you, go to subscriptionwebdesign.com right now, enter your best email address, and I'm going to send you an exclusive training that I did on the five models of subscription web design that will show you the options that are available to you and give you some things to think about on how to get started. And for a limited time, I'm going to include my contract template for subscription web design. I've been asked multiple times to provide this template, and it's usually only available to my paying students. It's a $100 value, but it's yours free. Just go to subscriptionwebdesign.com and enter your best email address there, and I'll send those right to you, as well as send you daily email tips from the trenches of running my agency. See you over there at subscriptionwebdesign.com.